Hi, hello. You're welcome to Agave Lessons. My name is Ana Valenzuela and I am a scientist in Agave. I like to share culture, science, landscapes, flavors, and aroma. And you are welcome. Remember, knowing more is drinking less. Have a moderation. I hope that is going to be very interesting for you. Welcome to Agave Lessons. I'm excited today to talk with an entrepreneur. Yes, a tequila entrepreneur from Michigan. And he is Don. Hi, Don. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for, accept for this uh, acceptation. I am sure that you are in a snow time in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, surely you are going to speak uh, about you, about your challenge with tequila, and also about your brand. Who are you, Don? I, I'm Don. So uh, I'm Don Ferguson, and I am the co-founder of Teak Premium Tequila, which is a new tequila yeah. brand on the market. We've been on the market. Uh, I believe 16 months, and we're just about to expand outside of Michigan into some warmer climate. We're gonna we're we're gonna venture out into some warm states. So we're going to California and Florida. Yeah. Um, I actually just have some exciting news that um, it looks like we're gonna branch out into uh, two other states. So, two other states. Yeah, so two, two more states in America. So we're looking at potentially um, Kentucky, Tennessee, and maybe by springtime, Chicago, Illinois. So by the end of the year, we could be in five states in America. So cross your fingers. Hopefully uh, that works out. But <laughs> this is the first time announcing it. So um so yeah, so this is a special nice. treat to uh to announce this to your audience and whoever we share it uh you know with in the world. Um so a little bit more background with me, um how I got into this business is I've I've kind of always been an entrepreneur at heart. I co-owned an independent record label uh back in the early 2000s and um i worked with some of the best artists in the industry uh eminem oh. d12 kid rock um so i have a lot of history with marketing and then it just didn't work out i went into corporate america um i worked my way up to be a divisional vice pre president of one of the biggest financial companies in america but um, I wanted to do something more, and I really I love tequila and tequila. Yes, why? Tell me. Uh, it's because you were in another sector, and you are now in this uh, challenge with uh, tequila with alcohol industry. So, how was your your idea in this uh, sector in this domain? So, in in Michigan. You know, it, Michigan is more of a beer, whiskey, yeah. you know, type of type of atmosphere. And tequila really, really, it has the bad stereotypes, you know, of the bad hangovers. So not a lot of people were really drinking tequila. Um, and oh. I started drinking tequila. I started drinking, um, you know, uh, 
Patron, 1800, you know, the commercial tequilas. And, um, and, and I just found that if I drank maybe a little bit more than I should have, the next day I didn't feel as bad. For some reason, I didn't have that typical hangover um, most of the yeah. time. <laughs> I didn't know why. You know, I just I was happy that uh, that I didn't. And so one day I was at a bar and um, I ordered um, a Patron uh, shot for all of my friends. And um, the 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 bartender said, hey, listen, do you like tequila? Well, obviously, I, I like tequila. I just ordered you know, around four, four of my friends. So he started to educate me and, you know, oh. he explained that there were better tequilas on the market. And um, that's kind of where it started. And I started to educate myself and there's a lot of rumors. I listened to your podcast, you know, um, on Spotify yeah. and the rumors, the myths, this, you know, all these different things. And, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know, you know, if some of them are true or not, uh, I'm not a scientist, but I can tell from from my experience when I started to drink even better tequilas like the Don Julio Añejo or 42 or Clase Azul, um, I really felt pretty good the next day. And yes, yeah, yeah, I just thought, OK, I'm on to something. So I'm going to just stick with drinking tequila. And then I also learned Shooting tequila, taking shots, isn't really the best way to consume tequila. It's the stereotype of tequila that you take a shot, you you know, you do the lemon or lime and, and salt because typically the tequila is so bad. It's a mixto tequila at best. Yeah. And so you're just trying to get it down. But I found, you know, with your higher end tequilas, um, you sip them you enjoy them, you know, yes. it, it's an experience. And I fell in love with that. And then when I started to learn, it takes seven years to grow. Seven in a years. That seven. is, that is very important. Seven years. Yes. Seven years. So if, if you think about that, you know, in, in comparison to bourbon, bourbon yes. is aged, you know, anywhere multiple, two years, four years plus, but, to make bourbon, you grow corn, and corn only takes yeah. about three and a half months to grow. So imagine seven years just to grow a plant to get to the point where you can actually start the tequila process. That's amazing. Yeah, that and, is very important that you are telling and also remarking this difference. Yes. Re remarkable difference, you know, so, so that had me, it was, wow, this is an underappreciated spirit. So when I started drinking it, it was on the beginning of the agave movement. And I found yeah. more and more celebrities in Hollywood were actually drinking tequila because it is a cleaner spirit. It comes from a plant. Um, you know, I mean, obviously there can be additives in it. And I know some brands that actually add some artificial stuff, you know, in their tequila. But for the most part, if you get a good high-end premium tequila, it is some of, it, it, it's some of the best spirits that you can actually drink, especially for yeah. your, your body. And so just learning about the history, you know, of 
tequila, the folklore, you know, the mythology, everything else that goes along with it, that hemidors, you know, still use uh, a koa to chop off the leaves. That's (laughs) amazing. In a world of industrialization, they still use this same process of years ago. Amazing. Yes, that is amazing, as you said, that uh, in this era and this age of the digital uh, technology, you can believe that is happening now in, in Mexico. But what happened with you when you decided, I'm going to this <laughs> way and I'm going to be, to be an entrepreneur? In which year you, in, in which moment, what? How, how what happened with this with this decision and and how was the, the moment that you decided to do it so it, it 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 was a slow it was it was kind of a slow process but then when i got there it really exploded and so my love of tequila <laughs> i met my wife and she is a thank god she is a 14 year survivor of pancreatic cancer um Whoa. right most people don't survive she's beat cancer three times no so with pancreatic cancer she is pre-diabetic for the rest of her life so one of the things that we found in you know consuming tequila is it is low in sugar compared to you know something that's based from corn or rum that is made with cane you know sugar cane so we found the same thing with her that she couldn't like she didn't have the hangover she didn't have you know the the uh, when when consuming tequila she didn't have any issues the next day so we both yeah. found a love for a spirit and one day we were sitting on the couch and we were watching some i think it was um some tv show about restaurants and food where this guy travels all over the world and tries different foods guy fieri and um I said, wow, why doesn't anybody do that for the tequila industry and talk about different tequilas and educate people how much, you know, how much better tequila is over a a lot of other spirits? And she said, well, why don't you? (laughs) uh, (laughs) Caught me off guard, you know, so I said, I can't do this. Um, You know, I, I don't know the first thing about getting in front of a camera, so she kept pushing me and I created Teak Life, uh, which is yes, a, your platform. Yeah. So I have a social media marketing uh, slash influencer platform called Teak Life. And it started off where I was merely talking about tequilas, you know, tequilas that I had in my personal bar. And then I started to get noticed by tequila companies. And then they started me- sending me product to review um, product to put on Instagram, talk about the flavor tones, because there's a lot of differentiation between brands, between the highland and the lowland agave. Um, so much going into it. It, it. It's almost intimidating to a lot of people. And I think that's where tequila does get a bad rap because it's intimidating. What's the difference between a Blanco and, a, and an extra Añejo? What's the difference between the Highland yeah. and the Lowland? So there's a lot of information that people just don't know. And if you take the time, you know, to educate them about it, and that that's really what I wanted to do with Teak Life. And, um, and, and so from there, 
it was my wife was going through some things at her job. I was a divisional vice president, like I said, and I just wasn't happy. And she said, you know, the famous words, if you could do anything in life, what would you do? And I said, well, I would own a tequila company, but there's no way I could do that. <laughs> I live in Michigan. We're not growing agave here. And yeah. um, you know, so, you know, so it got very real. Um, she was, she ended up losing her job and they were moving me again to another area of the company, um, same position. And I just got tired of people dictating our future and, and controlling our happiness. So I told her, I go, look, if you can find a distillery that we can work with, um, I will consider this. And as, as strong women are, just unbelievable women women get things done let's just i'll just be honest women make the world go round and within two days she found four distilleries that we could work with whoa so she she called my bluff and i still wasn't bought in and so we we've we've we decided on one distillery um at casa maestri And we had them send us samples. And I still, in my head, I was, no, this is not going to work. These aren't going to be premium tequilas. It's not going to, you know, because now I'm more of a snob. I I don't drink the low-end tequilas. So (laughs) Yeah. So so they sent us samples and it was, wow, these are actually pretty good. I would tweak, I would do a little bit here and there, but for the most part, I'm very surprised. I'm very overwhelmed. Um, so how can we make this work? And she has a a master's in business and then she also has a financial degree. So she put together the numbers and we could do a small batch, never thinking, you know, we're going to do anything big, just going to be a small batch for our friends, for family, you know, to buy at certain select stores. And, um, so I'm still working things are getting really bad at my job. And um, I came home and I said, what if I did this full time? Could we really make this work? Um, And what could we do different? And so that's when it was, okay, let's, let's go for it. Let's, let's throw everything at it. See what we could potentially do. Let's do something a little different in the market. And, um, Let's go for broke, as they say. So that's kind of the story of how we got there. It's the strength of a woman um, and not being comfortable in life. And I think most entrepreneurs actually love or enjoy living in an uncomfortable moment. Uh, I am sure of that. It's an, an uncomfortable, uh, not comfortable uh, the moment, but also... Uh, I think also it's a kind of um, and an a special uh, feeling of the risk of the challenge and also the this moment of happiness that the things are are going in the way that you that you want. Mm-hmm. So in almost uh, you, your first tequila expression, as you said. It it was out on August twenty seven in two thousand eighteen. So 
what happened how was your release how how was the the result of all this work all this um preparation because it's, it's a short time to let your past life your career and mm -hmm. start this new life and start a, a, also a brand and you are in 2020 with uh two business a brand with three expressions and a platform uh tick live and that is so so quick it, it it's very do, do quick. you think in this way <laughs> um i'm very aggressive when it comes to business and and mind you in that year in in in, in 2018 we we got married we launched a business and i quit my job oh. <laughs> within four about uh, roughly four months all of that happened wow. we officially launched teak spirits um for teak tequila we got married um so it was just i i don't it, it didn't hit me until the winter so we had some delays our tequila came from concept to actually hitting the first store, it took 11 months. Now, when I tell people that, very aggressive. Most companies take multiple years. Um, that's just the type of personality that, that I am, is let's make it happen. Now, had we didn't, if we didn't have some of these things that became obstacles and delay us, we really would have been to market within eight months. Maybe seven, but but more or less eight months, which is which is phenomenal, <laughs> right? Thank yes, you. Phenomenal. Yes, is... and also I see I see uh, your uh, nom. Um, yes. is fourteen thirty eight. I think it's in front of Herradura, uh, is not? It's in in the Matitan Valley. Yes, absolutely. So Nam fourteen thirty eight, which is Casa Maestri. Um, you know, I'm not going to butcher because uh, I don't speak uh, Spanish. My wife does, so that's why she's the the COO. She runs all of operations, so that's what made it really yeah. easy for her to find a distillery because she's bilingual. Um, so we Fine. didn't, yeah, we didn't <laughs> have a language barrier, so it it just it worked out really well um so so yeah th this is one of the most awarded distilleries uh mid-level distilleries in all of mexico and i believe in 2019 was it 2018 or 2019 they won the president's award um for best mid-level distillery i think they have over 200 and something awards and um we hope to add to that because we just entered the San Francisco World Spirits Competition in March, mid-March. And um, that's one of the biggest in the world. That is the one that that really helped Tito's Vodka get on the map, um, Weller Bourbon. So it is a very prestigious competition. And yeah. um, we're, we're hoping. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. So, so August, um, we find out, uh, August of 2018, we find out, hey, everything's ready. It's going to be shipping. And um, we had a vacation planned. And uh, as crazy as it is, our vacation was started the day, I think we were going to Cancun just for a vacation. 
and we picked up the bottles the day before. So the first time I got to hold the bottle was the day before we went on a vacation. And oh, our our logo is a hummingbird. And the, the hummingbird, the, if, if, if everybody goes to teakspirits.com, our website, there's a story that I wrote about the hummingbird and why I chose a hummingbird to be its logo. But the main thing is, if a hummingbird flies, you know, your way, typically, if a hummingbird flies over you, you can trust that something extraordinary is going to happen in your life. It's going to happen. Yeah. And the, the hummingbird is a, a very, uh, it's a, to have a, a buena suerte, to have a chance to always. So you choose for the hummingbird because also the way is for a successful way. Right. Uh, you know, so I've had that happen previous to picking up the bottle. I've had it happen in my life three times. Uh, no, two times. And I rescued a hummingbird um, one time that was stuck in a garage and I got to hold a hummingbird, which is extremely rare because they're so elusive. They're, you know, so so it always stuck with me. So when it came down to, to getting a logo, the hummingbird kind of stuck out to me. So we pick up the bottles and we try it and it's, oh, wow, this this is better than we remember. You know, this, this is the, you know, when we'll get into the expressions in a minute, but we tried it, you know, with um, our business partner and one of my closest friends. And wow, this is good. Like, I don't know how people are going to like it. I hope people like it. But we go to Mexico and um, our first night we were we went we were eating outside. It was so beautiful out. It was it, we were eating outside and I looked up and I, I with my wife and I go, honey, look it. And there were two hummingbirds flying over our head. <laughs> and I thought that was a sign, you know. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm feeling good on the trip. Um, we went to a tequila tasting slash um, experience. And I ended up, because the gentleman who was talking about tequilas, I ended up educating him and I took over the class. So it was pretty funny that, you know, Here's this, you know, white guy from Detroit, Michigan, um, in Mexico. Let, let me take over. Let me educate the people and try to help you sell your tequila. So it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, you know, so we came back here and it was go time. Okay, now we have to get out on the market. So roughly in our first three and a half months, just because hustle, dedication, grind, you know, passion, we ended up in a hundred and about a hundred stores in, in, in about three and a half, four months, which is really good. But yeah. Michigan isn't really um, a prominent tequila market. It's, it's, it's coming around, but it's really not the spirit of choice. Like I said, I mean, it, it's really yeah, beer, whiskey, vodka. So we yes. are doing, yeah, we're doing something that is just absolutely extraordinary. And so now being out on the market, Beautiful. yeah, now being out on the market, you know, we won Best Michigan Tequila brand in one of the premier papers. Um, I've been on TV 10 times in the Michigan market, multiple newspapers, podcasts, radio stations. 
Um, I'm getting recognized, which is, it's really interesting. And um, I've been able to talk about tequila and educate people why tequila is a better spirit, you know, especially, you know, our tequila. So I'm, I'm that trying. That is good, Dan. Yes, I think, uh, as you said before, you are a snob, but it's not <laughs> to be a snob. You are, you are uh, an ex exigent um, person. I am a very exigent person because I know about tequila, but uh, I think we are educating people speaking about what is happening with all the cycle of this plant and also the best, um, how to say, flavors, aroma, richness, culture. So uh, my congratulations to you and also for Mike and, of course, Nayana. Thank Nayana you. is your wife. Yes. So in Michigan, in the grain alcohol consumption trending area but uh, it's going to be uh, a, a big challenge I think so you are doing a lot of work and I I am I am sure that the hummingbird is guiding you for the best way <laughs> and and we can we can speak more in a, in another podcast and I think in the next winter, for your 2020 uh, first winter with tequila is going to be a very, uh, how to say, the, the results of uh, all your work, all your energy. I am sure that you are going to have very good numbers. And, uh, and I'm, I would like to invite you for the, not for the winter, perhaps before, but I am sure the end of the 2020, you will have more and more information for us. Okay. I think so. Thank you, you very much. And, you know, to kind of like just expound on that a little, um, last, uh, from last December to this December, we saw a 425% increase in sales uh, with our tequila. Oh. So, so we've actually had, four months in a row that have done very well for us. So we're, we're, we're extremely excited and humbled to be able to expand to California and Florida and, um, you know, just continue the agave movement. And um, one of the expressions that we created was a coconut lime infused Blanco tequila and yeah. very different. So how that came about is, uh, I was in Los Angeles and I went to a bar called Las Perlas and it is the first Mezcal bar to open up in the United States. Uh, it opened up, I think, in the early 90s, if I'm not mistaken. And um, they have over 300, I think 300 to 350 different expressions of tequila and Mezcal. And had a great time, talked a lot about agave. Um, I think I tried Rasia for the first time in Sotal. So it, it was a great experience. And um, we talked about infused mezcals, you know, that were in Mexico that people were drinking. And I thought, well, people typically in America, when they get tequila, they either do it as a shot, they, they consume it as a shot, or they do a margarita. And yeah. 
what if we infuse it with a flavor that makes it palatable, smooth, flavorful, and maybe starts to get more people to consume tequila? So I did the research. I found out there was not another coconut lime Blanco tequila out on the market. And it it took us about six months to get it right because I did not want anything artificial. We use the all natural flavors from the meat of the coconut and the lime. So there's no added sugars, sweeteners, artificial flavors. Everything is 100%. Very good. Um, And with my wife having pancreatic cancer before, you know, and we, we didn't want anything that would disrupt her body, you know, with too much sugar. So, so we, we got the formula, right. Um, I think it's outstanding. It is definitely our bestseller. We have been in two international magazines um, regarding this as a hot new product on the market, which we are very thankful for. And, um, you know, so we came out with that. And at the same time, we came out with our Reposado and, the Reposado, we wanted to do something a little bit different once again. And instead of using American white oak barrels, we ended up yeah. using, we used second generation Tennessee whiskey barrels. So okay. it gives it more of a depth of flavor, especially on the finish, smooths it out just a little bit because instead of the typical four to six months of aging, we actually age it we rested in the barrels for eight months, eight um, months, eight months. So it, correct. So it, it gives it a deeper, rich hue, a little bit more caramel, low acidity, a little oakiness. Um, you get some vanilla from it. Um, so it, it, it is very different. Um, and that one, because of the winter months here, that one has started to explode in sales. Um, (laughs) yeah. So that one has almost caught up to the sales of our coconut lime. And, you know, so last year we, we weren't going to release anything before the holidays, but my business partner who is Mike, Mike, who's very aggressive as well. He said, I want to release our Blanco. I love our Blanco. So we released a small batch just, you know, just for certain, I think it was 20 stores that are our best-selling locations in the Detroit area. And within 30 days, our warehouse was sold out. So, yeah, so we had to get another order immediately. Um, And so the Blanco has actually done very well. And so we, we're, we're absolutely on the map. So for the agave lovers that listen to your show, what also makes us different is we use a blend of both the highland and the lowland agave. So Yes, I read that, that you are using both agave raw materials from the high uh, lands and lowlands, but also you have a different way to your ideas are are conducted uh, to a different ways different uh, very special flavors so that is a a differentiation uh, strategy and yeah i think it's good you are not in the same way 
in the same brands. So that is good also for the consumers to to feel something very different and natural. You need to talk more about your products in some months and also your results. I am very happy to to talk with you today, but um, it's incredible how you have been working a lot and how these um, results are very uh, how to exploding with your consumers in a grain alcohol area. So my invitation is for you and also for Nayana next time. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You I know, think it's so, the only one. I, I think so. I think so. it's the only one. <laughs> I can't, you know, we, yeah. we have an intern researching it. Um, we can't find any other African-American women, you know, that are owners of a tequila brand. So um, we'll, no, we'll see. No, I think it's the, the first one. It's the first one. Uh, <laughs> and say that I'm, I am proud of her. And next time, Nayana and you, and perhaps Mike, we can talk about your results and congratulations. Absolutely. I, I, the, that is uh, the end of the podcast. And I would like to, to know if you, if you want to share something special to our listeners, a, a phrase of your tequila or your company that you that is encouraging people in tequila entrepreneurship. Absolutely. So our 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 slogan, our tagline, our motto, whatever you want to call it, is create your legacy. Because I feel that everybody has a legacy within them. And sometimes you got to stop listening to the voices in your head and actually just go for it. Take a chance, take a risk. And it kind of goes and ties in with tequila because there is a rich history and a legacy with agave. So yeah, that's why we kind of chose Create Your Legacy because we're here to create a legacy. Sure. Don, have a nice time. And the winter is going to be <laughs> the best for you. <laughs> Thank you. Snow is expected in this latitude. Also, I am expecting the snow in Brussels, but uh, have a nice time. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Uh, and hope to, and we are going to be following us in the social media, but have a, a extraordinary time in Michigan. Okay. Thank you. See you Th soon. Same to you. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Mm -hmm.